This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast season preview show number two. Um, Harry, you made your debut um, last time out. Um, has your life changed in any way, shape or form? Uh, my Twitter feed has changed in <laughs> many in many interesting and diverse ways. Well, well, um, welcome to the world of your face on the internet, yes, my friend. Yes, yes. I just want to say, I, we never said this, Blue Monday podcast, I, I was aware of its history and tradition, but I wasn't aware of how big it was, what a big thing it was, and how fantastic the facilities were. And this is really something that... Uh, <laughs> and you've always, you've really always wanted... Right since you're a little boy, you've always wanted... It. <laughs> I've dreamt of being here, and I feel that it's a it's a dream come true, really. And I, I just want to push on and and you know and give give everybody some good entertainment, really, and yeah. and hopefully we we'll finish the season in style. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it. He's nailed it. So Harry, last time, remind me, we started in Northeast. We did some Middlesbrough, some Leeds with Bielsa. We did two Sheffield clubs. We did. Rotherham, and there's one I'm missing out. We've done Hull with uh, Nigel Atkins. How could I forget Hull? Where are we going today? Right, we're going to look at three Lancashire teams. We'll do Preston, Bolton, and we'll have a little look at Wigan, who've just come up under Paul Cook. And then we'll head down the M6 to Stoke, have a look and see what's happening there. And then over to the East Midlands, where we will look at um, Nottingham Forest and Frank Lampard's Derby (laughs) and see how things are going over there so not, not only say, the debut of frank lampard but the <laughs> debut of a new joke me thing <laughs> frank taste the difference lampard absolutely should be Lovely good fun stuff so um england's oldest club preston north end the only one with that suffix after their name mm. as well i think most people's um idea on preston is they're, they're very they're very well liked aren't they because yeah. um They've they've done basically what Ipswich want to do. Um, where was the yeah. finish last year? Just outside the playoffs? Just outside the playoffs. I think were they seventh, eight, ninth. It was in. A, I haven't got the table up in front of me, but they were they were in that cluster. I call them the progressives. That group of teams. You'd include like Bristol, it. Bristol City, um, Millwall, 
Sheffield United, Brentford, um, teams with not a lot of money, but with an, with a plan. And they all came up from League One, found their feet in the championship, and are now thinking, okay, what's next? And you would definitely put uh, Preston in with that group. Um, and it's funny, when you look at their transfer business, it's all contract extensions right the way through. Paul Gallagher, uh, Sean McGuire, the striker, uh, Tom Clark, defender, Darnell Fisher, defender, Alan Brown, the midfield. Upon Hunter, um, Greg Cunningham, the fullback who's gone to Cardiff City, and the other player who was on his way out anyway was veteran John Welch, the holding midfielder. He was a bit of a he was a bit of a what the Italians would call an incontrista, somebody who was an out and out tackler whose job was to break up you Catuso. know break up play. A Catuso, exactly that. An English Catuso. He's gone. But tellingly, what have they done? They've brought in Andrew Hughes, a really decent uh, fullback from, from Peterborough, who they like. And they've also brought in a guy um, called Ryan Ledson from Oxford. And they were saying about both of them that they, you know, they, they are perfect fits. Um, they were saying uh, Hughes is physically good, defensively solid, and looks to have a bit about him going forward. Whereas Ledson, he proper puts himself about. <laughs> a, basic, a, a basic and more athletic John Welch. So you can see, you can see what Alex Neal's doing. Consolidation. Keep what you've got. Move, you know, just incrementally just move it forward. If you lose a few, because we're going to sell some, we're not the biggest team in the league. We've already got, you know, there's that sense of continuity and that sense of progress. So they, really, they can't wait for the coming season. They're, they're very, very optimistic. Um, a lot of positivity on their message boards and definitely looking at a playoff fight. Um, and if you look at Alex Neal's type of football, it's it's kind of very... It's it's kind of I call, sometimes call it braveheart football. It's it's in your face. It's feisty. It's combative. Lots of yellow cards. Yeah, absolutely. That was their criticism last year. They had they had such a poor disciplinary record, and they were also worried that their squad picked up a lot of small injuries because of the fact that they were just hammering into players left, right, and centre. There was this sense that they didn't actually have. Um, they didn't actually have the manpower because they, you know they they'd no more bodies to kind of throw into the battle literally so but they they love the play they love the style of play it's it's a well defined model all these teams that we mentioned Bristol City Millwall Sheffield United they all have slightly different styles of play but they have a style of play and they all stick to it and because they're doing that you've a settled team it progresses forward and you can see for you know from an Ipswich point of view i would my guess is evans has looked at that marcus evans has looked at that and decided that's 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 our way forward it, well, because and, it, if um, that in any way works you then yeah. can sell on those players for mm-hmm. silly money to the rich yeah. boys um three yeah. quick topics for you harry um first one was just on what's your view on Alex Neal because when I spoke to Jack Reeve from Talk Norwich City he said that he thought that Norwich kind of swallowed him up and spat him out but that this is a this is a good manager who's you know going to do well is yeah. is is that Jordan Hugel money is that just going to be running costs and um sitting on it and um Ben Pearson uh, I think he's a really good player is he going to is he going to um become the saleable asset he that would that's what they would hope. Two questions. I totally agree with Jack on Alex Neal. He did what he did was, um, we will we'll obviously talk about Norwich another time. But he he galvanised that team. He's brilliant 
on the training ground. He's 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 that type of McLaren. He's a brilliant coach, but he's also proving himself to be a good manager. And it was a hell of a baptism of fire for him. But the way he galvanised that Norwich team after they actually were knocked out of the cup by Preston, if you remember, I think it was Neil Adam was sacked, and then in he came. And the way he just absolutely galvanised that team, he has that in him. But it was a it was a hell of a leap from that then into the Premier League. But um, he is no, he is a he is a very good manager. Pearson, yes, he uh, you've got Pearson and Brown in midfield playing off Harrop. That's very strong, the, very strong. Yeah, it's a, it's a strong, strong midfield. Again, a bit like Sheffield United we were talking earlier. The midfield isn't something, you know, it's all these unseen work you see. But you, when you've got a, a decent three-man midfield, Sean McGuire up, up front they like. They're very happy with him. And uh, you Clark and Huntington. Huntington, again, is your kind of steel girder in the middle of the back four. You know, and, and again, another one of these who lummock up for set pieces. And, um, they're, yeah, they're very happy. One small Ipswich thing, they brought Michael Crow in. And I, I have to say, I was sorry to see Michael go because I've seen him in a good few under 21 games etc and I felt he was a he was a decent keeper and at the moment he's still number three in the pecking order there because they've they've got two ahead of him but um but I'm going to keep an eye on him because I I I, I really rate him and I was, I was just sorry that we lost him really and but you, obviously you, you think mm. they'll continue sitting on the Hugo money to you know to give him just a bit of a buffer they're not the type of team that will go big on it. It's it's not in that model where you go out and you buy a big titolare, as the Italians would call them, a big a big name, a focal point, because it destabilizes the dressing room. It's a bit, you know, it, it's more. They draw. I could see them spending it on three very good prospects, but they're not going to just. They're not going to load up the squad with players that they don't need. It's a very. It's all very pragmatic and sensible and balanced. It really is. You, you've got to give it to them. You really do. They're, it's um, and you can see them. All being well, with no, you know, allowing for injuries, allowing for the usual caveats, they'll, you know, they're they're set up for a decent season, and and they 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 really can't wait. So I'm just looking, yeah, I mean, just looking at the notes I have here, a quick passing game being sharpened up in pre-season. They belted three, I mean, their their first three games, seven nil over Bamber Ridge, six one over Fylde, five nil over Cove Ramblers, but then a two all draw with West Ham and a three two defeat to Burnley, and that was a full strength Burnley team because they were involved in the Europa League against Indeed. Aberdeen. Yeah. So you know they've been you know they, they they can they can more than hold their own so yeah they're I'm I'm intri- I'm intrigued it's also interesting because moving on to Bolton uh, <coughs> now just the juxtaposition of you know four or five years ago Preston were the lower league team trying to get out of League One whereas Blackpool and Bolton and Blackburn were the and Wigan were the kind of more senior teams in that Lancashire area. I lived in Preston before moving to Bath and I know the world quite well and they're all very conscious of each other but it's been interesting. One of my pet theories about in in football um, teams get relegated for two reasons. One, because they're not big enough and two, because of the owners. It's usually owners ultimately you look at four years later and look, why did that team go down? And usually you'll find it's something, something in the boardroom. Um, and the way Preston have slowly and patiently grown, certainly in contrast to Wigan and to um, and to Blackburn, you know, where they've just, you know, they've, you know, they, they've they've creaked and cracked and and been you know dropped down into League One as a consequence. And um, you can see you can see the contrast between the two. Um, shall we move on and do Bolton? Yeah, let's let's go to let's go to Bolton let's, again. It, I don't want to yeah. I don't want to accuse our friends in the nationals of lazy journalists but not only is this everybody's tip to get relegated this is everybody's tip to finish bottom as well um are they are they right harry there's it's a question it's a question of quality it really is um they've got phil parkinson 
perfectly good manager. First thing is, they don't want to make the start they made last year, where, if I'm not mistaken, they had two points from their first 11 games. They, they, made were, a, they uh, were embargoed for the first, for all of summer and up till sort of yeah. the end of September, weren't they? Yeah, it was it was remar- it was remarkable that they got promoted actually in hindsight when you looked at what they were they were up against because of the their financial problems. That's that is that is correct, but um they 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 don't have that millstone um this time around. Parkinson they like perfectly good manager, um and looking at the players that they've brought in, there is I can see what they're trying to do. Um they've got they certainly have width. You've got. Up front, they, they, I still think they're missing a striker. They brought in Clayton Donaldson, and to be fair, given his age, he's—I would call him—he's a perfect impact substitute in a way. I, now, I would also call him a trusted pair of hands in the championship, yeah. though. Yeah, no, he is. Oh no, he's very—he's vastly experienced. But just—I know at Sheffield United, watching him, he, he, there was the, it's that gentle loss of pace, as it were. That and uh, but still an absolute focal point. But where they are strong is out wide. You've got Craig Noon, you've got Yannick Wilshot, they've got uh, Sammy Ab- Sammy Abio- Amiobi, and then you've got Josh Vela playing in—you uh, know—who can play in in behind. So they—they they have pieced together a decent enough attack. Whether whether. It's decent enough, enough if you know what I mean. Will be will be will be the big question, um, and um, there was the financial thing. There was it, it, it's worth mentioning it. They had a pre-season friendly against St Mirren cancelled because of a loss of payment. There, there were, some players didn't get paid, and so the players sort of no one say down tools, but it, it was actually a hiccup. Bolton fans haven't been unduly worried about that. I think the financial problems that they were were a proper burden are probably a thing of the past so they don't have a huge amount of money to play with um they've brought in center back and they've brought in to have jack hobbs because again it's the lack of depth wheater and beavers at the back aren't the quickest they're both again a bit like a bit like donaldson decent hard-working cha- players with stacks of championship experience but i think hobbs they're hoping will actually just give them something a little bit more at the back and they've also brought in a poland right back and um, a guy called olkowski who they um pavel olkowski he's come from cologne they also like him he's he's gone down very well um and but the other concern they have i think they would like to see a proper holding midfielder come in the two midfielders they brought in are um brought in a Jason Lowe from Birmingham on a two-year deal, and they've got a chap called Erhun Otsumer, um, a Bosnian that brought him from Walsall. Now Otsumer is more of an attacking midfielder. They had Gary O'Neill on um, trial, and I think it's something. It's somebody who will sit, screen the back four, particularly Jay Spe- with Jay Spearin did it for them when they got promoted, and then yeah. they didn't, I don't think they want. I think something weird. I don't think they wanted to pay him last season. Money, um, money, so money. Maybe yeah. that's been a whole. A whole since mm-hmm. then, Harry. Yeah, that's the one area I think. Looking at the team, that Ben Anakin goal, good keeper. You know, it's it's a good enough team, but whether whether or not it's got the quality to survive, um, it's it's easy to say. It, you know, it, I can see why people are saying, "Oh, Bolton are going to go down." They they just scraped through last season. It's you know, skin of their teeth, and here we go again. There hasn't been anything spectacular happen. But but to be fair to Parkinson, he has put a balanced team together. Whether or not it's got the quality will be the question. No Bolton fan would be be happy. I mean, they said what, the headline I put on the preview piece: "I would take fourth from bottom this year." What I will say is I think a lot depends on Parkinson and I'll say this based on my experience at 
um, I was going to say Burnden Park then, at the Reebok in January in the freezing cold. Harry, it was atrocious, utterly, utterly atrocious. And I remember, if you want to laugh, go back and watch my YouTube match review because it's one of those ones where I'm like, look, come on, McCarthy, come on, Parkinson. I've travelled, I've paid my ticket. You you can yeah. both do better than this. You know, this is... Yeah. This is horrible, mm-hmm. ugly, get through the yeah. winter, every point's a prisoner football. Is Parkinson going to be taking that? And Can I say Bolton were actually the better side in the second half? Yeah, no, so, I, I remember so the we game. Were, we were even yeah. worse, but yeah. It, yeah. it was... Arsene Wenger would say anti-football. Um, are we going to see that? Um, I would say... I'd say they... they, they, they if you could describe it as a large number of stepping stones, I'd say they're one stepping stone beyond that. They have got more creativity. I do think Will Shutt is a decent winger. Um, he played, you know, he was Wigan before. Road, um, played well, yeah. Harry. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's, he's you know, he is, uh, he's peppery. You know, he's, and I think you, they, they, they have with, you know, you've got Craig Noon, if they can get, if they can get, because he, he's kind of lost his way a little bit. After Dave's Carlos. always liked Craig, Nick, yeah. uh, Craig yeah. Noon, yeah. He's a, he's a decent winger. Um, Vela in behind. You know, I, I, I'd like to see. I think they need. I think there is still a striker short, but the loan markets to come. You don't know. They're not. I don't think. I think. I think we haven't heard the last in terms of transfer business. Um, but you've got two. I think they are capable of playing that level of football. Just pragmatic is the euphemism I use. But as we all know, Mick would guarantee. You could guarantee under Mick, you were going to get at least two or three of those games a season as well. Just mm. get the point, stick it in your pocket, and get out of there. Um, it's. Um, I think they're going to be marginally more attractive. <laughs> good, good, nice answer. Um, <laughs> marginally more attractive is Wigan marginally more attractive than Bolton, or Bolton marginally more attractive than Wigan, Harry? I'd say I know. I think Paul Cook is a his style of play. We remember him from Portsmouth, of course, that cup cup game when they they played really really well against us. They, you know, he they, he does play. He is he, he has got a lovely style of football. And he beat Pep on the TV, didn't he? As well, last they, year. they did indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You know, Manchester City must be sick of them. Um, in a way that let's talk about Paul Cook first. They love him. They love the style of football he plays. Um, the only question mark, and it's an odd one, is because he is a very experienced manager. Um, he's not a, he, he actually hasn't got any experience in the championship. Now, I don't think that's a big issue myself. Wigan fans have talked about it a fair bit on their in their preseason discussions. I, I wouldn't be so concerned about that. I think he's got enough about him to know. He's not like some of the younger rookies who are coming through. I think he knows he'll know his way around the championship, and I think he can he 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 has it in him to navigate a season, if I can put it like that. Um, they um, they've what have they done on the transfer market? It's been a fairly stay. You know, they, they've cleared a lot of um, fringe players out. Um, David Perkins, for example, has gone to Rochdale. You know, a lot of them have gone to lower league clubs. Um, but the Noel Hunt, interestingly, he was <laughs> with them last season. He's now, I think, he's assistant manager in Waterford, back in Ireland. But the Hunts come from that little bit of south southeast southeast of Ireland, Wexford, Waterford. So he's gone back over there. Um, but again, it's been it's been steady. They haven't gone mad. They brought Christian Walton back in, the goalkeeper, who did really well for them last year on loan from Brighton, and he's come back again. Um, but and they've got power Max Power and Morsi in midfield. The whole thing for Wigan rests on two players. They have said it themselves. Um and that is Nick Powell and Will Grigg. If Powell and Grigg can click in the championship this year, they will be fine. 
Where, where is if, where is Powell going to play, Harry? Is he going to be box to box or is he going to be a ten? A ten. Yeah. A ten. They've in a four-two-three-one. In, in four-two-three-one. They've got McManaman in. Callum McManaman has come back good, to them. Good player. I don't know why he hasn't had a career. Yeah. yeah. Or, or a, a top yeah. career. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I know, I know yeah. I'm sitting here in my one-bedroom house, so it's not for me <laughs> to not for me to criticise Callum yeah. McManaman, uh, but yeah, yeah. No, he's a. He's a perfectly decent winger I remember was when we played them one evening we won up there because we never used to be able to win at Wigan we beat them 2-1 on the television it was Connor a Friday night Connor Salmon and Luke Hyam wow uh, Connor Salmon yes <laughs> stop move on Con- Con- <laughs> briefly on Connor Salmon <laughs> stop mention, it. mention Connor Salmon to a Derby fan and you create a perpetual motion machine <laughs> <laughs> just put that out there <laughs> It's just, it's really funny. They just, it's, oh, yes, they, no. you, know, you, you can feel the panic attack straight away. It's, <laughs> it's like if I say, if I say the words Alan Pardew to you, Harry, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Calm, calm, calm. Oh dear. Anyway, no, let's not, let's not go there. But I, but I remember Berra leaving and it was, it was, it was a classic touchline safe place to leave a reducer on a player. He did leave a reducer on McManaman in the course of that game and McManaman was quiet for the rest of the evening. I still remember, I do remember that, but God, you've, you've brought back some memories there with that, with that, with that two on win. It was yeah, on, so telly. Happy, happy, on telly as well. Yeah. You felt, you felt for the huddle of town fans in the, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an unforgiving stadium in some ways. It's always empty. So, but, um, um, Grig and, yeah, but, sorry, Grig and Powell. Grig and Powell, I reckon one of them said that they will define their success. And I think there's a lot in that um, because if Grig can finally click in the championship, I think, you know, that's, that could be plus or minus. Those two together could be plus or minus 10, 10 15, 10, 20. Well, 10, 20 yeah. goals, I was going to say, if they click, yeah, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, yeah that, exactly that. And the key as well for them is to see Powell breaking into the box because if Grig gets isolated, if you overpower Wigan, they end up, you push them back. Powell gets isolated, Grig gets even more isolated. But if, if they can get up the field, you've Powell then coming in to support Grig. And those two together have got a good chemistry. Grig can punch holes for Powell to attack, and they do link up well in the box. So that's the, that for Wigan will be that's, – that's the thing to look out for with them. Um, but um, anything else – anybody else of note that they've talked – that they've brought in? That um, They are quietly confident of staying up, I think, and they feel the positivity is – the momentum is actually quite – from last year was something we talked about in our earlier podcast that you know you have a team that storms through a league though some of them did say that it wasn't a great league one last year so therefore they're not okay. they're not they're not getting they're not getting ahead of themselves with it um but um yeah it will be tough to score goals and um, they've brought in the other player worth mentioning that they've brought in is um the 18-year-old Reese James from fullback from Chelsea and early early showings Play, uh, you know, preseason friendlies, but again, very, 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 very pleased with what we've seen with him. Um, well, and Harry, we we know from last season that Premier League academy fullbacks are normally good enough to play centre midfield in the Championship. You know, because they're technically better than. So you, you never know what can happen with a yeah. decent young. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we saw it last year. Oh, hang on, we're talking to Cal- Callum Connolly. Has he ended up anywhere, Connolly? That I don't know, actually. No. Um, um, and we, we, yeah. we talked about it on the pod a lot last year. It's like, well, okay, hang on a minute. This guy has got good first touch. He's fitter than everybody. Um, he, yeah. can, he can trap the ball and make a pass. He's a centre midfielder in the championship. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you never yeah. know with those type signings. Yeah. I, I went to that awful game against Cardiff, the Halloween game, when we lost. It was a 3-1, I think, 3-1, we lost yeah. against them. Six changes, yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, and 
I, I, you came away from the game thinking, oh God, you know, that was, we got nothing from that because we played Burton one, at one end. We picked up six points. We won the two Saturday games. Preston. But we lost after one. It, yeah. Preston. Preston afterwards, that's right. But um, because Preston were they they were all injured from um, you know, horde combat, as they say. Mm. But um, the but that was when the first time Mick actually put Connolly in in central midfield. I was and, there, yes. Yeah, and he that was I remember that, and he, he you could see he could hold his own. You know, fullbacks can do that. It's a similar skill set. They can you can switch them in, even specifically as a holding role. But also, as we saw with Connolly, there was more to him because he was actually able to to get forward. I'd seen Connolly interestingly playing against Bolton as a fullback earlier at one of the earlier games of the season, the two he's, two nil win. He was, he was rubbish. Excuses, he, was rubbish. he got took up at half time, wasn't he? Yeah. They, they, they targeted him because he could be isolated out wide. When you're in the middle and you've got skews, you've got a couple of wingmen around you just to keep an eye on you. You can actually, you, you can actually, you can settle and find your feet. So, um, but we keep an eye, as I say, keep an eye on Reese James. He could be, you know, we'll see what he will be, what will become of him. I'm, I, I don't know. There's a balance. There's a balance to Wigan. I'm, I'm not so frightened for them. To, you know, I'm not. They're not going to tear the league apart. But I can see them being safe. I can certainly, you know, there's there's enough about them the way they're playing. And they, 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 you know, they're they're a team who are comfortable with the ball. And Cook has got a, he's got he's got them playing with a certain personality. So I, I'd, I'd be I'd be less concerned if I was a Wigan fan. I think they've got enough to stay up. But as I say, how how much they stay up will depend on 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 the Powell and Greek show. Great stuff. Um, right, we we could have gone about twenty minutes talking about Stoke before we. Before we actually started the <laughs> Skype call, didn't we? Right. Yeah. Here's my theory. Feel free to say, no, Ben, you're, you're wrong. I don't agree. Um, I don't think Gary Rowett is as good as everybody makes out. I think that he did well at Burton in the lower divisions. He went to Birmingham where he got them to seventh by, I don't know, October, November. Fine. You know, whoop de doo um, he was then very badly treated by Birmingham and became a sympathetic figure in mm-hmm. the media and the football world's mind. Um, yeah. He went to Derby and, frankly, you should finish Derby in the playoffs and then lost in the playoffs. And I've seen his teams play many times and I don't find them dynamic. I find their team shape very strong um, and I think they're possibly overcoached and... I I think that's a key weakness and I I think we're going to find out if I'm wrong about that this mm-hmm. season. Um sorry, discuss. Good nothing to disagree with there. Couple of thoughts. He's not a romantic. He's not a romantic. You won't we talked about Bielsa earlier in the earlier podcast with Leeds where it was high octane and full backs up at the corner flag etc. You you won't get that from him. He puts out very balanced teams. The interesting question, a couple of things. When he was at Burton, talk to any Burton fan, and they will say that it was Rowett who put that team together. Hasselbank did no damage and helped get them promoted. Um, And Nigel Clough then was able to augment it slightly to get them to where they were. But they will all say, if you ask Burton fans, they will say Rowett was was key to this resurgence that they or this surge that they had to get into the championship. The other question is, just thinking about what you were saying, he's generally worked with weaker squads against the odds. Now he's suddenly got a high octane squad. This 
year it didn't quite work with Derby, but when he was with certainly when he was with Birmingham and he's overachieved with Birmingham and with Burton, but he had makeshift squads. Work at, at Derby, and Derby fans did, were happy to see the back of him. I have to say, they felt that again, it was slightly too pragmatic. It wasn't romantic football, but they were used to Steve McLaren. But um, so it will be fascinating to see what he does with Stoke. Other the other thing Stoke fans said was that he actually hasn't had a sustained period at any one team, and that will be interesting to see if he can, you know. Ha- It'll be interesting to see if he can, if he stays there, what will he be like in the long term? Does that, does that, it doesn't answer your question, but that, that that's no, I do, worth I, layering in on top. Totally, yeah, um, they're all they're all good points. I just think it it remains to be it remains to be seen. And when I see Lawrence Vidra, Huddleston, uh, whoever's up front, um, I I just expect a bit more. You think you know yeah. that's a bit like. Yeah bit like driving your bmw 29 miles an hour to sainsbury's once a day and you know not really ever not really ever opening it up on the dual carriageway isn't it yeah 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 I, I'm, I, I'm not i'm not disagreeing with you but he, he may he, you know has he i'm not sure he's he may not have done anything notably you know it's he hasn't done anything right he hasn't done anything wrong i i would i'd probably give him I, I'd, I'd rate him more highly. I have to say, okay. I, I, but it's, but it's, I'm but, I, quite, but I can see, the, I'm quite I can see prepared the to be ways. wrong. I'm quite yeah. prepared to be wrong. This oh, no, and to yeah. be fair, he was never going to be, to... he was never going to yeah. be anything other than strangled by Fulham in the, in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Last yeah. season, he needed that last day to switch and to be playing Cardiff in the playoffs, not, um, yeah. not Fulham. But there you go. Um, my question to yeah. you is, the Stoke squad. Does it really matter who's managing them? Because you've got some, you've got some pretty big names that, if they're, as we've just said, set out in a sensible way and left to do their own thing, should, you know, get your two points per game and up we go. No, they, they need, it needs work. Um, there's, I have a very good friend who's who's a Stoke fan, and there are two, there are two schools of thought. I mean, so, some Stoke fans um, think. You know, it's it. They're going to do a Newcastle because of the strength of their squad, but others are badly scarred by relegation last year because all those games where they were winning and they threw leads away makes them very nervous. That there's a confident, there's a fundamental confidence issue within the squad. Um, the best way I can put it is, you, you know, we all look in from the outside at their squad and go, "Wow!" But if you ask a lot of Stoke fans, they'll also go, "Wow!" But it will be a very different "Wow." To our wow, right. they look at they look at the pro, they look at those players and see problems. Shawcross injury prone. Martin in, Martin's Indy, Peters have they got enough pace? Fletcher, you know, slow as anything. There's not not much tempo there. They've got a full bay up front. You know, can he play on his own? Does he need a partner? So who've they got to partner him? Berahino, who will come on to, or Crouch? You know, there's so they're still they they're still very anxious and they're taking absolutely nothing for granted i mean the back line is to say got federici they may not lose butland by the way there, there was a news report on the bbc a news story saying that butland may still be may still be there next year they've got a very good right back bauer he's excellent funnily enough they were talking very romantically on one of their threads about jonas nudson right okay. because they, they think they think they think they might need a 
a replacement for Peters at some stage. So, and what does Jonas Knudsen do really well? <laughs> um, oh, uh, yeah, right. He's, yeah. he's the most Gary Rowett player you could possibly you could possibly he wish probably for, is. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you could argue that, but it's, it's a combination. I mean, yeah, technically he's competent on the ball. He's good, but he's got he's got a, a he's got a heart of a line. I, I love him. His leadership. He's he's extremely solid and yeah. Brick walls, absolute brick walls. He'll run through them for you. But it's his long throw because they were suddenly, they were, they were getting all misty-eyed about going back to the Rory Delap days. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see if that comes off. I don't think it will, but they, they, it was funny. Suddenly there was this little, they were talking about all the transfer prospects. Who can we get in? Who can we get out? And then suddenly the name Nutsen came up and they said, he's got a brilliant long throw. Did you see it for Denmark in the World Cup? Right. And then suddenly there was right. this, then there was about three or four pages with about 60 comments going, ah, the long throw, the long <laughs> throw. You know, it was, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a, you know, they got very nostalgic, let's just say. So anyway, anyway, but um, the one big name they have signed and the one player who could actually click the jigsaw together is Obenaharo Atebo, the midfielder from Nigeria. He had a really good World Cup for Nigeria and he has really impressed them in pre-season. So you have a midfield with him and Allen because they signed the other big thing they did was they signed Allen. They gave him most of the, a four, Joe Allen a four-year contract extension. Him, Allen and Boyan in midfield. If you remember Raoul, when he was at Birmingham, he had John Toral as a playmaker. He was on loan from Arsenal at the time. He likes to have a playmaker in behind the striker. Mm. So you drop someone like Boyan in there. You've got Ince, Tom Ince on one side and you've James McLean on the other side. And, you know, it's as a working attacking model, you can see exactly where he's coming from. These players so, should be good enough for top six, Harry. Come on. They should. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing that, that you know, that on paper, that they, they are good. But we'll see because the championship has this knack of that. They, they, they should be top six objectively. Yes. Yeah. Being honest. <laughs> and, and then yeah. I think then I think it's down to our small debate earlier. If Rauer is, you know, what? most people purport him to be they'll finish in the top two and if he's yeah. not they'll lose in the playoffs <laughs> they'll, they'll, go into, they'll, they'll go into the playoffs exactly. they'll yeah. drop into the playoffs it's, it's, it's fascinating it really is but it is it's interesting that ways of seeing you know you, you know you look at your squad and you see all the problems and issues other teams look at your squad and kind of other fans look at your squad and go oh wow look at, look at, all, look at, look at all those brilliant players you've got poor Berahino I'll just fi- just to mention <laughs> him briefly uh, the poor guy I was joking one, of the, one, of the, one quote which I came across because he please they've, to be fair to Rouse he's giving everybody a go in pre season and they, they did switch in one of their games to a nil all draw with Wolves they switched to a 4-2-2 with Berahino and Crouch and um, Berahino one of them said ah I said as for Berahino words fail me the poor guy and I was joking with a friend my Stoke friend I was asking him about Berahino and he said he did have a shot on target in the Wolves game and then he said but that might have been his purple patch (laughs) (laughs) it's brutal it's absolutely brutal but I don't don't understand how that can happen to a how that can happen to a player I don't I don't get it it beggars belief it really does and it's I wonder you know, the, it could be a chemistry thing. The right manager will come along. It could be a Warnock thing. You know, the right manager comes along, puts his arm around him, says, "Come on, mate, look, it's only That's a game." A very Relax. good shout. A very yeah, good you know, shout. Yeah. Just to just to give him. But the other question against that is, it's the Balotelli question of how much time do you need to invest in him? Because yeah. it could be that to get what you want out of him, you know, you're spending four times as long as you are with the rest of the squad. So it's a it's a tricky one. But it is sad because he's he's a, he's such a talented player. Um, he can't yeah, be any else? age. How, how old is he now? 
I bet he's like mid-twenties, isn't he? He's, he would be in his early twenties. I don't yeah. know what age he is, but he's not, you know, he's still got his career ahead of him. So it's not, it's not unrecoverable. It isn't, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do, but it's, it's interesting. They were joking as well. I mean, the players, I mean, obviously Shakiri's gone. Grant has gone to Manchester United. Um, Ramadan Sobby's gone to Huddersfield. They were laughing at the fact that they got, that Hanover paid them a loan fee for Kevin Vimmer, which um, was, uh, which they, for them, it was a source of great amusement. Let's just say no they will be there or thereabouts be in no doubts about that but i'm kind of i'm minded to be aware that they don't stroke fans they haven't been getting ahead of themselves shall we go to nottingham let's go to forest nottingham forest yes harry before before the start of last season everybody did all their predictions and whatnot and nobody said anything about wolves did they and then after about 10 15 games everybody had wolves down as champions and we realized the the spend and the and the quality and the basic narrative that we're getting is forest are this season's wolves mm-hmm. anything in yeah. that well let's look at wolves it was it took them several managers to get to where they needed to be lambert didn't work there and it was only by bringing in a portuguese manager that they were able to get the chemistry right between what was going on behind the scenes. I always think with Wolves, Wolves are a brilliant example. They synchronized everything up. You had an owner and Mendes in the system who had a knew the style of play that a lot of his players had. You have a manager who plays with that style, and then you bring in a group of players who play with that style. Suddenly the whole thing synchronizes. You still have a blend of English players in there to, to respect the fact that you're playing in a in one of the most physical and demanding leagues. And suddenly and it, you know they got the they got the alchemy perfect. They really did. They did come up with gold. Um, so it's not just as simple. It's but it wasn't straight away. If you look at them, no, it, they it, did. Cavaliero yeah, and yeah. Di- uh, Diego Costa. Um, what's the winger called? He was called. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. But what was no not Diogo Yossa, the um Helder Costa, sorry. They came the they came the previous year. So it was spread out over a <laughs> over a sort of you know, couple of year period. Sorry, I just lost you there for a second. No, we lost each other. I think. Um, yeah. yeah go, no, the, go, go ahead. Go on. No, no, no. You're right. No, it was a two-season project in the end for Wolves. It's easy to say last year it all they swept all before before them. It wasn't. It was it was a two-season project. You remember they had um, Zenga. Yeah, for not many games at all. Not many games at all. No, no. I remember watching them in that. So, so and they had Bod Varson. That you know, they, they, you know, it 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 didn't happen overnight. And it's and the fear I have for Forest fans is that. I, they need to, I just hope their expectations, they're not expecting it to happen in one season because it may, you know, you've got to look at it as a project rather than looking at it as a, you know, the winners have arrived, kind of Scotland 78 and all that. It will take time. And one of them, I mean, the first lot, the first comment I found when I went on their site was somebody said, this is, this is real life championship manager. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's a dangerous that's dangerous. And, you know, they were saying, you know, they, you know, they were saying now that we've gone down this route, um, you know, top six. The playoffs are an absolute minimum for this year. Uh, did what? Did did Wolves get into the playoffs in the first season of their project? No way. Just yeah. I'm just they, they have what they what what's brilliant. What they've done with the three Portuguese lads that they've brought in. Um, they've got in um, the, there's uh, two wingers basically in a four-two-three-one. They're the three behind the striker. So you've got Gonzalez on the right, Diaz on the left, Carvalho in the middle, and they've also brought in a really Fine, he's an Algeria international. Um, yeah, Hilal Sudani. He's a striker. He's very direct. They brought him in from Dynamo Zagreb. Now he's a very. They also rate him, so he's you know he's part of the mix as well. So the the, the optimistic side of it is that you see a pragmatic manager like Karanka, who kind of plays in a very cautious style, very a bit like Rouse. Yeah. yeah, cautious, four-two-three, Mourinho-like, almost everybody knowing their role. And then you have this this blend of flair and creativity. And hey, presto, you get a balance because you're looking at people like Widura, Callback, anchoring anchoring the midfield. You know, so you've got Pantilamon and goal. So you've got a stable a stable six, and then you've got these four in theory causing all sorts of fun at the other end of the field. It'll be interesting to see. It's, you know, it's there. The, the blend is there in theory. Um, I guess the other question is around strikers. Obviously, they've got um, Sudani, who's just come in. Um, beyond that, I mean, they've been playing Daryl Murphy in... I know he led off in one of their pre-season friendlies. And um, he he is, he had given his age, the consensus is that he, he slows everything down. He's now very much a, he's a bench option, if anything. But apart from him, they've got Lewis Graben and Ben Brereton. So question is, would, would, a, would, a, would a striker with an extra little star, if you know what I mean, be something that they would look for just to make the three behind them actually, you know, to bring out the best Has, in um, them? Is Graben not the new um, Rob Earnshaw Darren Huckabee trusted um, or Jordan Rhodes I guess trusted championship striker now that you, you bring in because you know you're going to get 15 goals I was quite surprised when he went to Sunderland then he did he did well for yeah. he did well for Villa I, uh, do, do yeah. you not do you not have Graben as having the the start no, quality it, to yep. lead that line he, no 
Well, he could certainly he'll certainly balance the other three because I think with him it's about movement. I think he's 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 his his hold of play is good, but he's good and he is a good finisher. His movement is quite good. Whether whether or not whether or not he's enough, it could be Graben and Sudani as a switch up or some. I do, it'd be interesting to see. So yeah, you could. I'm not. I wouldn't disagree with you. He could be right, but I just wondered whether. Wh- I just wondered whether they might need. Y- y- for for with with for everything that's behind them, whether they might need a different option up front. That's you, all. You it's, may be right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But um, you know, but the, the balance is definitely there. But the question, the other thing, I remember Forrest when Fawaz was in charge, the fans would kick off. Fawaz mistakenly was on social media. He was on. He, he was almost too close to the fans. And the danger, as fans, we all lack patience and we all lack perspective. We all want it to happen. We're, you know, we're like we're like eight year olds. That's that's what we that's you know it's it's what we are. It's you know we we you know we're romantics. It's what we want. You know, go on any message board at quarter to five in the, of an, on a Saturday evening, and you know people completely forget themselves. But I guess the it's the 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 fans will have to be. It's what we said at the beginning of the little discussion on Forest that they, they, I think the fans have to be patient. They have to give this time. If it doesn't click this season. It may not. What you don't want to do is suddenly, you know, get rid of Karanke, you know, suddenly have a have a whole reset because that's what used to happen all the time under Fawaz, and they ended up with an absolute car crash of a dressing room by the end of it. They had a whole load of players who were completely disaffected and losing their value, and they ended up shipping a lot of them out. So I'd be inter- I'd be interested to see. Yeah. On a positive note, Harry, um, when it was going good for Karanka at Middlesbrough, no one scored past him in about three months, did they? No, that's right. Yeah, he got Dave. he's the defensive balance is really, really good. I mean, Pantillamon and Gold, they've got um, Figueredo Fox at the back. Fox, I think, was he was a he was a left back who they switched into left centre back. And he suddenly was transformed, whereas he used to get isolated out wide. They've got Osborne in at the back. And of course, we saw from the, that 2-1 game we both saw up in in um, in the city ground that you've got Osborne on one side and Derek on another. If they get their tails up, you'll they'll suddenly be doing a Fulham and you, all the action. You know they can they can. If Karanka yeah. lets them. Yeah, I agree, Ben. And to be fair, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question. It'll be fascinating to see how they play out this year. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? There's a, there's a new there's a new town. There's a new town on the map. Not, not like Milton Keynes or Harlow. We are going to go to Frank Lampard's Derby. Indeed, Frank Lampard's Taste the Difference Derby. Oh dear, it's we, fantastic. It really is. Which um, is there, very similar to Roy Keane's Ipswich, I think, is indeed, the joke that we indeed. might be making, yes. I think it is, and they will be sick of it, I'm sure, within a few months. They really will. <laughs> now, we've, we, we've been there, and you see it straight away. On It's it's like Steve, Stephen Gerrard's Rangers. It's Keep the same talking, thing. Harry. Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's exactly the same. It's um, it's just the, it's uh, yes. Yeah, so as I say, sometimes the media. I'm just bringing this up, Harry. Yeah. I will be at Frank Lampard's first game for oh Derby at Reading a, on Friday a, night. An emotional moment. I share your joy. It will be bloody emotional if Martin Waghorn's there as well. I tell you that. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Frank yeah. Lampard's Derby. Yeah, we 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 will talk about Reading soon oh okay yeah so that that's a different story anyway no frank lampard yes frank taste the difference lampard they are <laughs> they're very they're very emotional and now it, it could have been me when i went and I, there may be an apology to any derby fans who wander in because when i went 
onto their message board to have a look and gauge the mood and see all the chops and changes. They had just turned over Southampton 3-0 in a pre-season friendly. They did follow it up with a 2-1 win over Wolves, um, but it was um, things, let's just say things were a little bit emotional. Um, let me see, uh, for example, um, um, I was unsure of appointing Frank, but I'm really excited by his start to managerial life. He's provided us all with hope and excitement where many felt there wasn't going to be any. He won't be tempted away because he's a chap of integrity intelligence and he will be a man of his word. So it's, um, there, you know, it's, is there a St. Frank was another thing. They were joke, you know, that was said tongue in cheek. The best is, and you have some sympathy for Derby because they've been through it with both. I can get was when Stuart Pearce took over at Nottingham Forest and they got the saviour had arrived back there was this sense of everything coming together you know they were playing bright brilliant football and you know they were going to sweep all before them now nothing wrong with that and they may well do and it's you know one you know there's an, an air of euphoria about Rams at the moment and good luck to them but um eight Forest under under um uh, Stuart Pierce. They got off to an absolutely blistering start that season. They first eight games, they they were absolutely hammering teams. But then, as the root march of the championship took on, uh, took on, um, uh, took took hold. Suddenly, all these, you know, you're walking along. It's almost like you're walking down a street with the in the championship, and there's all these alleys, and you never know who's going to jump out and mug you at any point. And you know that's what you know. And it, you know. You need to have a tactical plan B, C, and D because you will get worked out and you need to be able to reinvent yourself. That's what happened to Pierce. Now, the thing with Lampard is, and to be fair, it's the, you know, some of the some Derby fans have said, you know, it's his first season, he's a rookie manager. So these things will happen. They will get, the, 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 there will be traps that they will fall into. And, you know, the, it's up to them to get him through those. I think they will. I think they're, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of very much behind him. Part of the reason they're, they're so, they're so excited is, is the brand of football that he's playing. And um, they've brought in two players who are worth mentioning. They haven't, there was a few at town fans. One, one, one Derby fan mentioned that he was doing all of this on a shoestring budget. And that caused a lot of laughter amongst Ipswich supporters. But technically speaking, Lampard himself actually hasn't spent all that much money. It's been it, within this window, he's taken what he's inherited. He's added a couple of players. They brought in and Harry. Yo- sorry, that was the same. That was the same last season. They were spending money from. I think they sold a couple, didn't they? In Scott they sold and yeah, um, yeah. It was, Clem- it was Clement. It was Paul Clement when they spent yeah. the money, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So um, in that sense, they ha- you know, it's basically he's taken what he's got and he's he's just kind of re- you know, is it like a pottery? He's just reworking the clay into something slightly different, I guess. Um, who have they brought in? Florian Josephson, the the sort of peppery winger from 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 Brentford. They've also brought in, and these are worth mentioning. They, they need watching um, Mason Mount and Harry Wilson. Now, Mount is a central midfielder. Wilson plays plays more wide. Well, he's been playing more wide. Um, Mount from Chelsea, um, Wilson from Liverpool, both on season-long loans. And I'm mentioning them because they are, they've, they've really got tongues wagging um, at the club. They've both been... Mountain, here's some quotes. Mountain midfield is Will Hughes reincarnated. If he's he's buzzing all over the park, his first thought is always to go forward. Um, uh, he's always looking to receive the ball. He's a little bit raw, a little bit sloppy, but you know, the technical, technically wizard, 
um, a wizard player, um, intelligent, and you can see, you know, you know, very joined up. Um, Wilson is linking very well with the players around him. is involved in a lot of the good moves. His, his positioning isn't quite right, but he's very good at linking up play. He's been playing in a wider role. He creates chances, and he isn't afraid to run at his man or have a shot. So these are, you know, this is from their preseason friendlies. They're very excited about them. Now, the model of play, the, the, the shape they've gone out with, Carson in, go, in goal, it's gone back to a 4-3-3. And a few of them have said, and I'm just watching this, they have referenced McLaren. Now, there was, this, there, there was a point where they thought there was a Mephistophelian plot with, um, uh, with the 4-3-3 that they had, where every time everybody tried to move away from McLaren's 4-3-3, it would just keep pulling them back in again. Do you remember you had Chris Martin playing with his back to goal? You had the wingers and the, guy, the breaking midfielders and him feeding players in. They're still, they've gone back to effect, effectively a back four and three in the middle. You've got Ledley... Bryson and Mount in the midfield, and um, Ledley sitting more. No He's Huddleston? doing the, uh, no Huddleston. Interestingly, one of them was saying that they felt that Huddleston, Johnson, Bradley Johnson, and Cameron Jerome were all a little bit too static. They're still there. They're, they have been used, but they feel that these other three, Leslie, Bryson, and Mount, give them more octane, more energy, and more urgency. So that seems to be where, where you know that that seems to be more, more tempo, I guess would be the right word. Um, but the model, because you've got Lawrence on the left, Wilson on the right, and up front. When I was looking at their, they've got they've they've played they've been playing Nugent as one. They've got Jack Marriott. They've got Matej Vidra. But looking at the way the team was p- designed, I have to say it. You could see why they were after Martin Waghorn. Because he would fit this model perfectly. Because unlike Martin, who can play his back to goal and who actually isn't very mobile, Waghorn is technically very good. He is physical, but he is also mobile. He can play side on. He can turn an attack, and he's more. There's a greater dynamism to him. Whereas, well, Martin, we all have reviews on him, but he's. I don't think. I don't think he's. I think Waghorn is Martin with an extra dimension, to be honest, for this team. But my fear was that they're going through this whole big cycle and we're good, we could end up back where we were with Steve McLaren with this we're playing a, playing a very similar a similar model of football with very experienced player you know the back four wisdom kyo davis low carson and goal you know all very solid but um um but the the difference seems to be from lampard that he's added an urgency he's added an energy and he's added an inventiveness which i think is coming from these two young lads who've joined it's interesting when you get these characters, isn't it? Where you get some this elite um, celebrity winner who's been used to winning, 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 winning for yeah. literally years and years and years. And um, from everything I know about Frank Lampard, if um, the he sounds like a very clever bloke. He sounds like a bloke who wasn't actually that, you know talented and understood the value of practice understood the value of repetition and understood the value of um accentuating your strengths and hiding your weaknesses and became like the top all-time scorer for chelsea and and england you know yeah probably 100 caps or whatever and you, you you think if you're a silly football fan like you like you said um you think if he can apply that logic to mentoring other players that he applied to himself yeah. that he'll be a brilliant manager but you just you just said it perfectly um when neil warnock's walking down championship alley no one's mugging him he's yeah. he's got a sniper on every roof in championship <laughs> alley hasn't he he, <laughs> he, he does yeah. he, he knows he's got an aerial heat map of championship alley but like you say mm. um and what alarmed me is when you said oh Huddleston, Johnson, Jerome. Well, 
if I'm a rookie championship manager, who do I want around? I want Huddleston, um, Johnson and Jerome because I, I want that, um, what, what's the word, that long in the tooth kind of exper- yeah. experience yeah. Yeah. guy. Um, yeah, yeah, being streetwise, yeah. Yeah, mm. so my, my only issue is, it, it, it could be brilliant, couldn't it? It could be, you know, he seems really bright and he's proven mm. himself to be clever and astute. And also, mm. um, God, if I was a centre midfielder, I'd love to play under Frank Lampard. Oh, yeah. Uh, do, yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and yeah. he's so kind of, it's so well thought out. Even when even when you hear him talk about his shooting and he said, oh, when I was 22, I changed the way I shot and I realized if I went across my body I didn't get as clean a connection but the keeper didn't see it coming so all that thing about oh Mm. Frank Lampard only scores scuffy goals no he's no no (laughs) he figured out how to shoot earlier and hit the corner every time yeah yeah um sometimes when you look at managers you often think how many decimal places can they take it to? That's sometimes how I look at it. Like the, one of the things about Wolves last year was that they, they you know, they were so finely calibrated, mm. whereas um, some of our less successful managers, let's say, wouldn't have any decimal places at all in recent history. Some Ipswich managers, oh, that is. Or Stuart Pearce, yeah. Or Pearce, yeah, exactly. Whereas it is, and I, you do think that Lampard has that about him. It's just, it's just a lack of experience. It'll be fascinating to see what the blend is that they put together. It really will to see, because I think those three players you referenced i think they do have a part to play Mm. now whether or not he just subtly shifts the balance depending on who you're playing so if you are playing a team who are struggling for form or a weaker team you can go with the 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 players i mentioned ledley bryson and mountain midfield whereas if you're up against tony pulis's team maybe that might be the time to drop in tom huddleston or to drop in a, a bradley johnson somebody who's prepared to you know put the gloves on and you know and sort of you know just almost uh the kind of the more um you know the alpha and male kind of thing is it yeah. the, is it the right place for uh for a new manager as well because we spoke about leeds chewing managers up and spitting them out the combination of mel morris and this growing reputation you know you always always see these memes how, how do you know when the christmas decorations are coming down oh derby are top of the league how, how do you know <laughs> when spring's turn in derby and nine do you know what i mean or what have you yeah um who's could, it? could it chew him up and spit him out Mel Morris. It, it's, it won't be the fans. It won't be the fans. If if it it'll be the owners, if anyone. Or and if it, I. Well, you could argue that they've tried everything else. They've tried they they tried Rowett. Derby fans, as I say, they weren't enamoured with Rowett's style of football. They, I think, McLaren spoiled them in some ways with that that sweeping football that they played. It was very attractive, even if it, even if it it didn't quite work for them in the end. Um, it would be. We do, it's 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 uh, company politics. Um, it's just a question of how patient they're prepared to be. If it can't work with Lampard, you've got to ask. You know where where do they go? <laughs> you know they've got to be pa- they've got to be patient with them. I don't think they have any choice. Absolutely. And where where do you? Mm. It's it's weird because you've brought up all these names and the way the way it's worked out. Um, you got Forrest with the. Um, with the new money, so so to speak, your nouveau riche. Um, yeah. Stoke, you expect, and from our last podcast, um, Middlesbrough, you expect, possibly Leeds, anything. This is the thing where you worry with Derby is will will they improve enough to 
surpass all of these new kind of new challenges that are going to be coming in the division. That's that's the worry yeah. you get. Lampard might yeah. improve them, and it might not be anywhere near enough. Yeah, exactly. And there's also the factor that they might. I don't think it would happen, but you've got to. There is a possibility that they could have some sweeping romantic victories. And then they'll come up against a mill wall. They'll come up against what I call the progressives. We've talked about them, the the the, the Sheffield Sheffield United, and you know, and Chris Wilder, for example, Sheffield United, or Alex Neil at Preston. He'll be waiting for him, mm. and he'll think, you know, I'm, you know, and th- these are the alleys we talked about. You said, you know, sort of, you know, you know, welcome to Millwall. You know, it's and you know, Millwall have, a, you know, then they, they know they're limited, but boy, do they have a way of playing, and you know, they'll, you know, they'll get in amongst. You know, Derby, no problem at all, and 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 see what they're about. So it, it's 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 a fascinating conundrum. It really is. But um, but Derby fans are happy, and to be fair, given what they've been through, you know, you wouldn't begrudge it them. And to quote the great philosopher Ian Holloway, uh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> I, this is what people don't realise when when they're doing what we're doing. Only only one team can win the league. Only one team can win. Every game, yeah. you know, yeah. you look at this and you have seven, seven teams in your top two and yeah. 16 teams in your top six. Yeah. And the whole yeah. thing is is a contradiction. And yeah. for every game that's won, that means somebody somebody loses. So a lot yeah. of these teams we've talked about, there's there's not enough points to go around for them all, all to win yeah. every yeah. week, Harry. So I think yeah. and just, yeah. your, your suggestion is there's not a. There's not a hundred point team in there. There might be a one point nine points per game. Uh, there might be no. a ninety point team in there. But is there a hundred point team in there? No. Last year you could see Wolves and Fulham. Even the, you know Fulham got off to a desperate start, but you could they, or a faltering start more accurately. Um, but you could still see they had something about them. Looking objectively at you know I've done mo- I've virtually done most of the teams. There's there's nobody out there to be frightened of. Certainly, from an Ipswich point of view, I've, I'm not seeing anybody there and, and feeling terrified. Um, you know, there. You know, we can. You know, we we can hold our own with with with, with pretty much anyone that's in the league this year. And it is fascinating because, as I say, these big teams. It is a struggle, and as you say, not everyone can win. But it. But it, there seems to be a level leveling up in that these teams like Derby can Lampard do it. How can Karanke get the balance right between creativity and defence? Can what can Bielsa do with what is a fairly average squad? But he will augment them without question. Um, but yet, but then again, you've got this other cohort of teams who are, you know, who know what they're about, who are solid Championship teams, who will give as good as they get. And I'm talking that group that were just behind the top six last year. It really is up for grabs. Very good, very good indeed. Right, Harry, that's another that's another six done. Um, remind our listeners, watchers, where we can find you on Twitter. Um, at Harry from Bath, all the written pr- um, uh, previews are all up there. Up, there's about a thousand words. Um, formations are listed as well, so you've got an idea of who they've been playing in pre-season, arrivals and departures, and the general mood. So if you go on at Harry from Bath or on the front page of TWTD, they, that's where they they pop up. We've, we've 22 of the 24 done. Um, I'm off to, off to the pink one and Russell the Barkley this evening to see what, see, 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 see what, see what the mood is like over there. Very good. Well, Harry, we're going to see you again 
again. Are we heading for the M4 corridor and Swansea next? Yeah. Well, we've got we've got we've got the slight matter of the West Midlands to look at first. Oh. We've got Aston Aston Villa, Birmingham, and West Brom. We could go all day in those. We're going to talk and money then, there, aren't we? There you go. Yeah. Indeed, uh, or the absence thereof, and um, <laughs> and then uh, and then along the M4 where we look at Swansea, Bristol City, and Reading. That'll be the next little group we look at. Looking forward to it, Harry. We will see you Thanks, ben. very very soon. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much-needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.